You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports, talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. On today's installment of The College Loop, four-star running back Jamarion Burnett has made his pledge to the Auburn Tigers as a key member of the 2024 recruiting class for Hugh Freeze and company. We're going to break down whether or not we think Hugh Freeze is recruiting at a championship level. We've got a men's basketball bracket challenge update headed your way. Women's basketball has got a couple new entries into the transfer portal as well as some landing spots for former Auburn Tigers. Auburn baseball wins a series over UGA, although Sunday... A little bit shaky, and Auburn softball takes on Mizzou. All this and more right here on the College Loop, so don't go anywhere. This is a fun one. Hey, you know what to do. You're grown. You know what's right. 19, 16, I, don't, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode forty. Of the College Loop Podcast, Big Four Zero, if you will. And I am joined today by Harrison Tarr. Tarr, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Just got back from the Hawks game. Got it to go up to Atlanta today, watch the boys take care of business over the uh, bum, bummy Indiana Pacers. So I uh, ha- had a good time there. Got to watch Trey Young get ejected. I'm sure that was on SportsCenter uh, for throwing the ball at a referee. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, been a good day and uh, been, a, been a busy weekend for Auburn sports and a good weekend for Auburn football. Oh, a great weekend all around for uh, Auburn sports. Because uh, you know well, your, biggest, your biggest rival just gets kicked out of March Madness, and sure. missing out on their first Elite Eight appearance ever, I believe, or their best run ever, or whatever. Yeah, Dylan. Just me personally, I I think that if I had the best team in my school's over 100 year history, I might at least make the 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 Elite Eight. But that's just my opinion, or the Final Four. Excuse me, Final Four. That's my just my opinion. If you make a Final Four, you just don't brag about it too much. Just go hang a banner or whatever. Bama right, right, right. But, hey, Bama's got shooters, so. Right right place, right time for San Diego State Aztecs in that game. But, yeah, you brought, brought up football. Great weekend already for football. You pick up a four-star running back in Jamaria Burnett. Uh, or Fat, Fat Burnett. Fat Burnett, <laughs> if you will. Uh, six foot one, 225 pounds. Uh, dude's a stud out of Andalusia. Dude's absolute monster. Uh, the, the running back room that Auburn's going to have over the next few years—absurd, ridiculous. I think I put it in the in the, in the, in the rundown that it's just absurd. And 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 if you look at what I'm, I'm exclusively referring to him as Fat Burnett, by the way, because that's an incredibly good nickname, and that will be what I refer to him at uh, as while he's at Auburn. Uh, if you if you look at Fat Burnett, like you said from his frame point, you look at six one two twenty five, bigger back, uh, a really good asset to what. 
presumptively will be when when he gets on the planes. Uh, Damari Alston, uh, Jer- Jeremiah Cobb, and then and then him as a three headed monster. And excuse me, that is a group that anyone should be afraid of. And and uh, Cadillac Williams does it again, man. I mean, he is just a phenomenal recruiter, a great running backs coach, and 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 knows how to go get some dogs for this backfield. I'm excited. I think he brings something that really would make that. Assuming that all things continue in the trajectory that we are, I have no reason to believe that Jeremiah Cobb or or uh, Demari Olsen won't be here come 2024. Just you never know. But assuming that all things hold, man, you've got a guy for every 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 asset of that position. You've got guys that can block, uh, pass block. You've got guys that are, are good good receivers now. Um, Demario Burnett brings a really physical aspect to to the running game. Uh, something that I don't think Demari necessarily brings. I think Jeremiah does, but Demari doesn't bring as much. And and that, that's no slight on Damari. I mean, you get him going downhill, good luck catching him. But this is the what's what's the word here? This is a the 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 beam or the beacon, the bat signal, if you will. The 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 Hugh Freeze plan is working. And and I kind of wanted to use this this as an opportunity for us to talk a little bit about whether or not. I mean, we, we get asked all the time, and, and and this is not me just making stuff up out of the air. People ask me all the time. Is Hugh Freeze, do you think he's going to be able to recruit against Nick Saban and against Kirby Smart and against Brian Kelly's, the those those guys of the world? And I'm telling you right now, I think Hugh Freeze is competing on a cha- uh, is, is recruiting at a championship level. Damari Alston, after what we thought might have been a little late traction with Florida State, maintaining his not not uh, he was, I don't know if he was a soft commit beforehand. I think, I think he probably was. Uh, to to Auburn and, and main, maintaining his his allegiance that he's going to come and be the next great running back at the plane on the planes, that is your is your number one piece right there. You're like, okay, this group believes in what Hugh Freeze is doing. Dylan is Hugh Freeze recruiting at a championship level right now? Yes, I believe he is right now. Uh, I think we are on pace to see a top ten class uh, for the class twenty four, and it looks like the pace is going to keep up throughout his tenure at at Auburn and going into Cadillac's tenure once he freezes uh, <laughs> leaves Auburn eventually. Uh, but yeah, the class that he's already made, there's a they're all four stars, but here's the, name of the class twenty four. They're not done rating those guys yet. Right. A lot of these guys could be top could be uh highly rated five stars by the time that they leave high school. So we can go from seeing like what five four stars seeing five five stars. Uh, based on how they perform, I mean, you got Walker White, who's already a high-rated four-star. I was about to say, I think that if you're if you're looking at him from a realistic standpoint, one of those guys, I think we 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 believe that Walker White could wind up being a five-star. Yeah, uh, Jamarion Burnett could very well be Mr. Alabama, uh, coming out of right. Andalusia. Uh, he could be a five-star as well. Uh, and uh, you the corners, it's the, with Amon Lane, and uh, I hate that the other one is uh, escaping me right now. It's very annoying. Uh, I, I want to say CJ, but I think that's also someone we just picked up in the class 23 because we picked up so many corners. And that's what we're going to get at. The fact that there are so many corners that you don't really know who is going to set themselves apart. You're thinking it. of Amon Lane and Jaden Lewis. Jaden Lewis. I don't know. Jaden Lewis is, a, is an is an 89.87, but Amon Lane's a 93, uh, 90.035. They're probably not high enough right now to make a push for yeah. that five star, but Walker White, 94.47, and Jamarion Burnett, Fat Burnett, 93.48. You like those chances. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, with the corners, that there's so many of them that their talented ones are still going to be lowly rated because there's so many high, up in the five star range that you just kind of, you know, four star corners are probably one of the h- hardest ranked to positions just because you don't know. It's like, well, are they better than like the 80 other four star corners? Right. 
it's because it's very selected that fifth star. But I do believe Hugh Freeze was re- recruiting on a championship level as of right now, and I think he was in the class of twenty three. Uh, you don't just turn around a no. recruiting class like that. I mean, we we watched Auburn go from what sixty fifth in the country to eighteenth in the span of a month. Uh, you don't see that very often, and uh, if I, ever. Yeah, and I think it just shows to the credit of his ability to recruit, his knowledge of the SEC. He knows what to say to these guys. It, it It's already showing itself right now. I think that I'd like to kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Qualify my statement about Hugh Freeze recruiting at a championship level. Let, let me let me qualify that as championship level on that trajectory because this class is so far from over and so is pretty much everybody's. What's going to be the telltale in the class of 2024? And, and there's a couple of guys that we're watching and, and the, the may flip from these Georgias, from these Alabamas, uh, and, and that are certainly interested in what's going on on the plains right now. I think you need a couple of big time flips. And I think one of them needs to come from one of those two schools. And, and I know that that's a huge ask. Don't get me wrong. If my, you know, if, if I'm in a college athlete or if, if my son is, is coming through the, the ranks and by some miracle, because I'm like five, eight, but in a hypothetical situation, and he's talking to Nick Saban or Kirby smart. I, absolutely. We're, we're listening. If you, if you freeze can walk into a room and convince a guy who has spoken to Nick, Nick Saban, Kirby smart, Brian Kelly, I can go on. Right. And, and convince them that his vision is in the best interest of their future and in the program and that they could truly be special at Auburn and sway them away from Georgia or Alabama. This might've been the best hire. And I don't know how long at Auburn period. I mean, this best hire since Bruce Pearl, like in terms of coaching. And I, I mean, I, I that's high praise because you know what, how highly I think of Butch Thompson. And it is truly impressive for me as, as Dylan seems to have taken a tumble. Um, you, you're right there, buddy. Uh, I was moving my computer around. Uh, I'm laying in a bed as we are doing this. So I, I saw a moment of panic in your eye. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the life flash flash. Uh, I saw Dylan's life flash before his eyes for a second there. But I don't. I don't think I'm being crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think you are at all. Uh, we Auburn is one of the hardest co- places to coach for anybody because you were sitting between a two-headed monster. On one side is Alabama, and the other side is Georgia. With and a fan you, base that has championship expectations. Yeah, you have uh, uh, both Both fan bases are both rabid and a little, <laughs> little unbearable at times. But their coaches can recruit. And you have to look at these guys who are getting offers from Alabama and Georgia. And you'd be like, hey, I know you're getting offers from these schools that have ha- both have had national championships in the past decade. Well, I want you to know, Auburn's had one as recently as some of these other schools have. Auburn has been there before. We we have that same expectation as well. Uh, Auburn doesn't have that kind of the most recent success. Last championship coming in uh, January 6, thousand eleven. Uh, Auburn Auburn's been there before, and you're looking like, hey, you can go to Georgia, you can go to Alabama, but hey, not a good chance you're going to start immediately. Not a good chance that you are going to be seen as important as you are at Auburn, because we have the same expectations Georgia and Alabama fans have, but we don't have the level of talent quite yet to get there. And we see you as that piece. You are a piece to getting Auburn back to the championship. You are seen as an important piece sure. at Georgia and Alabama. You're just another four or five star of them that they're just offering people willy nilly like, Hey, Oh, you got your uh, 95 point blah, 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 blah on 24 seven. Here's an offer. Uh, 
at Auburn, you're kind of seen more valuable. I, 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 if a Bama or Georgia fan sees this, I'm definitely going to get added or something just because I'm speaking some validity. So they're going to come at me. Uh, if Auburn can turn to – if somebody's got to turn to five stars, if Auburn can pull some five stars, you can flip some Bama recruits. I mean, you have Bama commits already saying, well, if I decommit from Alabama, Auburn's going to be right there. You have right. a five-star coming out and visited last Saturday and said, my trip to Auburn was amazing. I'm our, I left thinking about my next visit to Auburn. And I think that just speaks volumes. You had to sit, we, Auburn fans had to sit down and watch the last two seasons at Auburn where recruiting, it wasn't there. It was dead. It was in the water. It was drowning. And uh, the coach was not going to throw a buoy at all uh, to help out the recruiting uh, world. Good analogy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hugh Freeze looked at, looked at this pool of re- recruits. It was like Auburn's had – uh, we've had more success than uh, Michigan State. Flip Colton Hood from Michigan State. Uh, you look at Keldrick Falk. You're like, hey, Florida State has some talent. Yeah, they're on the right track. But would you rather play in the ACC, which is and, and not get the exposure, and not get the exposure, or do you want to come and possibly start year one? Because we we've all said that Keldrick Falk might be the first starter. Sure. Plus 2023. Sure. Look at him. Auburn produces some of the best defensive line talent in the in, in the NFL. We've seen it a lot. Carl Lawson. Uh, Derek Hall is going to be one of those guys very soon. Sure. It's like you're not going to get the same exposure. You're playing a lesser conference. So if you're talented, you're going to be, well, he's playing in the ACC. But if you perform to your hype at Auburn, it's this dude's next level a first round potential pick. I mean, you got your Derek Browns, Ron Davidson of the world who are still popping off on their NFL teams. Well, it's, Derek is not Marlon, but what Derek, not Marlon. Marlon has a pick six, yeah, a thick six against Tom Brady. But he gets Tom Brady. So, I mean, that that's good enough. Uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame status right there. If you're that's right, that's over right. 280 pounds and you're running back touchdowns on uh, Tom Brady, who right. probably can't even catch him anyways. Uh, but also right. <laughs> you look at it like that. Uh, Keldrick is going to be a star. Hugh knew that. That's why Hugh went ham and flipped him from a big time program over there in the ACC. I think that you hit the nail on the head there, Dylan. And and I want to kind of speak to your credit here and, and build off what you said. For those of you that that are going to come at us and, and hit our mentions for saying that that players that are joining this twenty four class and really even the twenty fives are going to be guys that are going to probably feel like they're the most valuable because they are. And and it's so imperative to not just Hugh Freeze's success, but Auburn's trajectory. We're not saying that Alabama and Georgia are not great programs to, to enroll yourself in and, and get yourself entitled into. I mean, they, they, here's, here's the, the fact of the matter, Auburn fans. I know you're not going to like me for this. And it hurts me to say sometimes too, Georgia and Alabama are the gold standard. They are where they got their, by starting here at the same point and building to the point where now they're at the, the level of, okay, you're a four-star and you're not performing or you're a four-star and you're not making grades. You're a four-star and you're, you're a distraction or a locker room uh, cancer. That sucks for you because I got a million other just like you that want the opportunity. That's where you want to be. That's not where Auburn is yet. 
So they're in that phase of these guys, you are individually important and there's a lot of individuality. You want to get to that next level, but this is the right step in, 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 the, in the first, I guess, motion of moving toward what I think could be a championship level uh, recruiting effort from Hugh Freeze. There's clearly a vision. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I do think Hugh Freeze can win a national championship at Auburn. And I was not sold when he got here. I was completely sold after his first recruiting class. And I've, I've, I've heard a lot of things about his recruiting vision. That was my number one question, Dylan. I think it was yours too. Yeah. Among other things, uh, whenever you hire a guy with the history, uh, but put the baggage aside. Yeah. Talk ba- baggage about, aside. Right? You're like, can he continue his success? He had it all miss. And I think he's, Already gone well past what he did at Ole oh, Miss. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I uh, I know Ole Miss fans. I, I kind of get a little little crap because I not the biggest fans of their fans, but he's already out recruited Ole Miss. Uh, he's already landslide, and he's he's done better in four months at Auburn than he has recruited at Ole Miss for six years. Sure, hundred percent agree. Ridiculous, and I. I and I think Auburn has standard set. Uh, you get your right place. You get the right quarterback. Uh, we uh, hope and pray Robbie develops, but we also hope and pray that Hugh finds his guy. Uh, and if that's not a guy on set on the roster right now, I mean, so then, be it. So be it. There's going to be a dude coming in after a day more than likely, and uh, Hugh is going to put the, his faith and and uh, trust in that quarterback and. If you got all the right pieces, you went and got an entire new offensive line, uh, plus or minus Cameron Stutz and Jeremiah Wright, who were working their ass off to still start on the team they committed to. Uh, you got wide receivers coming in. You got running. You got a running backs galore coming in because he made he his best high hit the best uh recruit that he got this offseason was keeping Cadillac on staff. For sure, hundred percent. That was the best thing he did this offseason was hire him as an assistant head coach. The second best being keeping Trevon. Keeping Trevon, yes. And Zach Etheridge. <laughs> and you went in and you're like, well, what's all we're going to do at linebacker with Papo gone? These linebackers didn't perform the best with Steiner and uh, Eugene Asante. I'm forgetting one that I'm going to hate myself whenever I hear the name again. But And he goes out and he picks up two or three linebackers. Uh, the cornerback room, he told me. My boy DeMario up. said, what's good? I'm pulling up. He yeah, picked up DeMario. Uh, he looked at the cornerbacks and was like, hey, Y'all don't want to go yet. DJ James, Nima Pritchett, both come back. D-line, a lot of questions. Derek Hall, Colby Wooten, Ikuliota, all gone. What'd he do? Picked up a guy from Vanderbilt. Flipped Keldrick Falk. Picked up a Justin Rogers from Kentucky. Hugh's not playing around. And He's he's on the F around and find out scale, and he's finding out. And I I know that – I mean, I hate comparing this year's basketball team to the 2019 team as much as anybody – but I'm from a football standpoint, I can't not see a world where Hugh experiences the same first year success that we saw with Gus Malzahn, that we saw with Terry Bowden, who went 13 and 0 in his first year. I, I look at it from there's a world where Auburn can get there. There's a, still another transfer period. A lot of these guys are going to be losing. Uh, a lot of coaches are going to be saying, Well, this big time recruit, you're not going to play. Hey, we brought you in, you're not going to play. And I mean, if Auburn gets gets their hands on a highly touted recruit, uh, I mean, Georgia has three five stars all competing for a starting role. Bama right. has two five stars competing for a role. Whether or not you want Jalen Milrow or not, that's up in the air. 
Ohio State, Nebraska all have quarterback battles, and someone's got to win. Someone wants to make the make it to the NFL. Hugh Freeze is going to be right there waiting for any of these guys because I mean, portal ain't done yet. Class twenty three is not done yet. Not even close. It's just getting started. And you're 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 absolutely right. Your best recruiters are Hugh Freeze, Cadillac Williams, Zach Etheridge, Trevon Reed, and Walker White. So let's uh let's <laughs> shout out Walker White, man. We're gonna have a whole Walker White episode. I promise. We got to. This guy's just a dog. It's crazy. I want him on the show so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm so impressed by his his ability to co- recruit other guys. Let's keep it moving. I mentioned and, and comped a little bit about Hugh Freeze being the best hire since potentially being the best hire since Bruce Pearl. I'm not putting that in the same stratosphere yet. I'm not even ready to have that conversation because they haven't one played a game and two. You're really gonna have to work pretty hard to to win my heart over from Bruce Pearl. Yeah. We don't really have any Auburn basketball news, but we do have an update on the College Loop Bracket Challenge. We have a lone leader, lone survivor. As of right now, Katie Blake is our leader in the NCAA March Madness Bracket Challenge. Her champion is Gonzaga, so she's still very much alive. She has 61 points remaining. Uh, It looks like Ethan Lowry's right in her rearview mirror. He also took Gonzaga, 60 points remaining. So a lot of of basketball left to be played. And we're, we're getting down to, to that final dance, and we're, we're going to see who wind up, winds up walking away with four tickets to A-Day and a sweet Auburn hat, courtesy of the College Loop. Super excited to be handing that out to you guys and, and hanging out with y'all on the planes on A-Day. We're probably going to try to get together. And Dylan, I know we've talked about this in the past. We're going to try to maybe at the baseball game have some kind of meetup. Be super yeah. cool. We we love running into you guys. If you see us uh, out out in out in person, I'm telling you, it is the coolest thing in the world for us. When you guys come and see, you listen to the show, that makes our entire day. And uh, for those of you who ran into I, a couple of you guys, met my mom at the Auburn gymnastics meet or at the SEC championship gymnastics meet. Uh, I want y'all to know that that not only made my day, but it made my mom's day too. So thank you for for uh, for for mentioning that to her. And Dylan, you said your dad met somebody on the cruise on a cruise. Yeah. That's a listener, and and we want you guys to know how awesome the the we the, the that is. We don't do it for us. So it's really not about the clout. Um, we love talking ball, and it's a t- it's a ton of fun to have some discourse uh, with with you guys because y'all certainly bring the hot takes, and 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 we're we're here for it because uh, no one no one brings hotter takes than uh, Dylan Lark, and then I'm a close uh, I'm one B, but. Uh, that that being said, let's let's keep talking hoops. You know, let's talk a little Auburn women's basketball. Carissa Richardson entered the transfer portal earlier today, and uh, just a little side note plot: Romy Levy did make her commitment official to USF. She will be transferring to Tam- uh, down to Tampa in some warm weather. I respect that move. It's not a bad place to be. Go to the beach, anyways. Vibes. You and I went to a beach in Tampa once, dude. I still can't believe that in uh, spring break, twenty twenty two, no one else went to the beach. It was just us there. It was crazy. We need to do like a like a special like spinoff or like have a the college loop too once we get enough subscribers so we can tell wacky stories about the dumb stuff we've done for Auburn athletics because that is up there and there's going there needs to be a whole uh, Pearlville episode. Anyways, Chris Richardson, like I said, into the transfer portal, trouble in paradise, I think, for Auburn women's basketball. I've lost count of how many players are no longer going to be with the team next year. Off the top of my head, we know honestly Scott Grayson uh, is graduated. Saniah Wells has entered the portal. Richardson's in, in, entered the portal. Uh, we know Precious Johnson's no longer with the team. Like we said, Romy Levy no longer with the team. This list is getting alarmingly long for people that we presume to return next year. There's also a couple other names that you and I have thrown around um, in Jacob Hillman's discussed with us a little bit and, and Daniel obviously as well about some other names that we think may or may not be with the organization or the program rather next year and not names we're comfortable talking about on air right now, but 
I don't know that this is done. Dylan, are you worried? I'm a little worried, but I'm also there are going to be a lot of players, girls out there who are going to transfer from their respective schools. Sure. And on to victory is doing a pretty daggum good job picking up <laughs> recruits all around the place. Sure. Right now, I'm rocking like a, a yellow. The, yeah. You know, it's green, yellow, red. I'm rocking a yellow right now, getting a little too close to the red, but not red yet. I'm going to wait until the tournament's over, uh, see how many girls into the portal. For all we know, uh, this has been Coach Jay just telling these girls, hey, you're not in the picture for my uh, my foreseeable future. There's going to be some girls who are, and they're going to end the transfer portal to go to a better place, going to get more money in NIL, so on and so forth, probably win a title, uh, or find a place to go win a title. Uh, but recruiting class still coming in, you know, Precious Johnson and wasn't going to be a starter next year. That, that, sure. that's simple as that. You're bringing in two girls who are both centers, one, six, five, one, six, four, both are really good, uh, players. A lot of these girls, that's what I think it is. It, it, if it's a, a locker room issue, you got to also remember that coach Jay was not the one that recruited most of these girls. Sure. Uh, they were all, uh, flows and you're going to an off season where, you just had the most success you've had since what 2016? Yeah. Um Coach Jay wants to go further than the WNIT. She wants the NCAA tournament. She wants to be there. Uh and right now she has to get the girls that she wants, the girls that she needs. And right now it's not anyone that she really has on her own roster right now. Uh it's like when you talk about like a football recruiter, you're like, well, the first year, if he doesn't succeed, those aren't his players. Sure. That's not who he wants. That's why you got most of the time you got to give a coach like three or four years so they can. In get women's it. basketball, you have to be infinitely more patient. Patient. Yes, exactly. Because a lot it's of these the toughest girls, sport to recruit. Exactly. Because like all these girls are going to be playing for four years, or very few of them are going to go straight to the WNBA after year one. Sure. Uh, and some of them don't even don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking. Leah Boston. Yeah, uh, I'm blanking on the U- page uh, Bukers. Yeah. Uh, she's been the best player in women's basketball since uh, three years ago, two years ago. And she'll be back to UConn next year. Uh, uh, God rest their soul. They just lost out their uh, eighth straight Sweet 16. They're pretty upset right now. She's going to be upset, but she's not going to leave UConn. Uh, I'm not going to fret about it right now. Uh, if we get closer to the season – and Auburn still like doesn't have a roster. If if I'm start if I start seeing flyers for open tryouts for uh, <laughs> Auburn students, I, I I might go to a a very dark red, uh, flashing lights, uh, SOS, uh, red light, yeah. But right now, tame yellow. Agree completely, and and also, let's be honest. I think a lot of these girls that are leaving the program, I don't think they're SEC basketball players. I, I just I don't think they are, and and I know I catch black. I, I people get on to me for being an SEC homer. Damn it, I'm an SEC homer. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that it's the best damn country in college sports. I'm at best damn conference in college sports. Thank you. Well, it kind of is its own country, but whatever. It is. It, it, it's a it's a statement of fact. And and if it, if it wasn't so freaking competitive, 
there would not be this high influx of athletes that want to come play in the SEC for whatever sport it is. Congratulations, Pac-12. You have rowing and you have javelin. Sick. Really happy for you. You really don't even have track anymore because Arkansas is goaded in the sauce. So it really doesn't bother me. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I these girls transferring out. I don't think they're SEC basketball players. Do I think that they're like American conference basketball players? For sure. Do I think that they can be ACC basketball players? Sure. I don't think you're SEC basketball players. And and, and that's kind of part of the process and something you're just going to have to endure um, as, as the rebuild continues. Let's move forward with a team that's won an SEC series this weekend. Let's talk Auburn baseball. They won it in the ugliest way you could ever win in a series. A walk-off walk on Thursday, and you take care of business on Friday. Yeah, that walk-off walk was pathetic, by the way. Horrible. Um, Friday wasn't the prettiest game either, and then you, you kind of get manhandled. I'm sorry, one second. That was my mother beeping in. For those of you who are, are are watching back at home, I apologize if you heard my ringtone. The standard little default tone. Yeah, Auburn baseball kind of got manhandled on, on, on Saturday. And yeah, yesterday, as this is coming out, I don't – it doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth, Dylan. Yeah, you you say it like that, and it sounds worse than it really is. But I, I think it was just that eighth inning. The eighth inning, uh, Auburn was eight pitchers in. I mean, sixteen runs going to happen in a singular inning. But if you look, Auburn had the let's see, uh, six, seven. Auburn was down by two runs going into the eighth inning. Going in with their backup, backup, backups, backup, backup, backups, backups pitcher. 16 runs is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's just gonna happen. But here's here's the here's the the butter on the toast. Uh Auburn won day one, Auburn won day two. And, and they were playing and Georgia that, on all three of those days, so it doesn't matter you won the series. Exactly. <laughs> uh when you win day one and day two, day three doesn't matter. It's gravy. It, it's just you're just gonna look at it and go, all right, let's see, let's see who can, let's see who works where. I know I have, I got a little bit of flack for my early season, uh, panics that I had when Auburn was struggling in those day threes, but in the SEC it's a little different. I think uh, when Auburn sure. was struggling against USC and Indiana, I was a little eh, eh. beating Georgia's good. It, it, it's a great week uh, whenever you get an SEC series win. Uh, day three, you're seeing what works, and you're starting. Breaking news: Nelly Peralta game. walks it off for Auburn softball. By the way, carry on. All right, more softball later. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Talk about another another school that just won their uh, first SEC series as well. Uh, as we're talking. Uh, rooms. Uh, called by Emily Ellis, by the way. Uh, sure. yeah, I'm I'm not gonna panic about 24 runs. I'm not gonna panic about 16 runs in the eighth inning. Auburn's pitching rotation, uh, we're down to whoever can throw a ball uh, 30 feet at this point. It's a 62. 62, whatever. <laughs> if you just get it to the plate, that's that's what Auburn's working with right now until Joe goes healthy. I, you're going to start laughing at me. I, I, I <laughs> Your recent baseball fandom dating back to a whopping 2022, is, it showed a little bit at that time. I, it was just a first number in my head. I 62 <laughs> is a very random number anyway. I actually think it's 63 and a half. I'm not entirely positive, but it's oh, not we're there. Both, we're both wrong then. So, hey, anyway. if the if the correct answer is 63 and a half and you circled 62 and I circled 30, guess who got points on the on the answer? No, neither one of us. Neither one of us. 
60 feet, 60 inches, uh, 60 feet, six inches, not 60, 60 feet, six inches, 16 and a half feet. There you go. Both wrong. But you're just working on arms at that point. Uh, the arms were not there. Right. So you gave up a lot of runs in the eighth inning and they had to call the game early. It happens. That's what happens. Uh, it's the best of us. But guess what? Georgia's your second biggest rival in the SEC. And this team who came into this week weekend series, I say weekend series, start on Thursday, this weird weekend series thing that they did back two days before the weekend started, came in with a lot of questions about the health, came with a lot of questions about the pitching, came in with a lot of questions about the team in general. Uh, you've had some takes about this team that I don't know if you disclosed already, but I won't disclose for you uh, in hopes of they don't have pitchforks and torches. I'll say it. Say it. I think this team might be bad. There you go. I didn't say it. Uh, go to Macon, Georgia, and find Hart uh, if you want revenge for what he just said. Uh, I'll also come back to this if I makes it to the uh, makes it to Omaha again. How many times do I have to tell you if I wind up in the Auburn hype video for the the montage of media personalities that are wrong? Fine, that's cool, sick. I don't care about the clout. Good. I, I makes my life more fun because I get to cover a winning team. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I, I'm not panicked. I feel that, and I. I'm with you, Jogo. For the love of God, get healthy, please. Don't rush it back, but please get healthy. I will give you my arm. Yeah, I will donate my arm. It's fine. <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, Actually, I threw I threw a baseball like two days ago, and my shoulder still hurts. And I threw it one time, so maybe not my arm, but like in, I'll I'll send you the right vibes. If you can cut off Tar's arm up until the rotator cuff, it's perfect. Wherever, wherever you need that, it it works. That's right. <laughs> the but, the cuff is just not what it used to be, man. Let's let's hop over to the other side of the diamond real quick. Talk Auburn softball and what we just found out was a Nelia Peralta we'll walk off win. Let me let me know if you've uh, ever heard that before. This was not a scheduled tweet. And Auburn is now already locked in to win the series over Missouri. They'll play that final game. It's actually a six p.m. Monday game. Why are they off on Sunday? Uh weather, I think. Okay. Well, they, well, they play two games a day, right? They play two games a day. That's right. It was it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh series, anyways. I don't know why it was like that, but it uh, both baseball softball had a weird wonky thing right. going. Right. Uh, Sunday uh, bad weather or something going on, and they moved it to Saturday. Yeah, it's supposed to rain to beat the band tomorrow, so that makes some sense. Yeah, they'll be they'll be back in action against Mizzou for the sweep, which, like you said, called by Emily Ellis. If if this comes to fruition, we'll maybe have to bring her on and get and see what her wisdom is. I think an interview with Emily Ellis will be a trip. She's wild. And we immensely enjoy her Twitter discourse and banter. The circle's better. The one day now. <laughs> Sorry? The one day where she uh, came out of Auburn. Uh, I'm not with that. Uh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> and Auburn's opening SEC series, excuse me, that word just eluded me. Good Lord, English is the language that I speak. They gave up 15 runs across three games. And two games against Missouri, they've given up one. One game. Uh, one, one run over two games. Great, great work. Circle's getting better, even if this is a lower-level opponent, which it is. I know, full disclosure, I get it. But encouraging, just want to get the bats hot, right? Yeah. Uh, you got Maddie Pinto back in the win column. Uh, AB also out there shutting down folks. Uh, both back on the win column. Uh, something that after last weekend. You desperately needed. Uh, Maddie Pinto went into last weekend's uh, classic 11-0. Left eleven and four. It happens. It happens. Uh, it was a rut. 
it seems like they're working on getting out of it. You start off right with a lesser opponent in the SEC, and uh, you get through tomorrow, and then you have you get Stanford in the midweek, Stanford and, and you don't miss. Yeah, and 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 you've got some opportunities before you have to go play Florida. Holy good night. Anyways, I'm not saying Auburn can't win one of those games. If they win one game against Florida, I am over the moon. By the way, that's great. And as long as you're dancing later, it's fine. That being said, Dylan, that's all we got today on the College Loop, right? I didn't miss anything. I just want to double-check my math here. Sometimes Dylan will point out to me that there's something quite important that I may I should have mentioned and that I don't. Uh, so, anyways. You're in luck because I'm on a laptop and not my usual two-monitor computer, so I don't have the rundown in my direct line of vision right good, now. Good. Well, I, I fact-check myself. We're good. We're good. I just, I just did my little mental checklist. I'm going to go ahead and start this thing thing off because we don't have Daniel here, but make sure you follow at Daniel J. Locke on Twitter. You can check him out at the Oblica Observer, at the Auburn Wire, at everywhere in the Auburn student media. Make sure to check out all of his work and his podcasting work on the Eagle's Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. Lots of good content over there, Auburn and beyond. I'm Harrison Tarr, at by Harrison Tarr on Twitter, like you're reading my byline. If you want to read my written work, check that out at theauburndaily.com. Quite an easy place to find us. All you have to type in is Auburn Daily on Google. If you want to find more of my podcasting work, I'm on the Auburn Daily Show every Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday with Dylan Lark. Friday with Lindsey Crosby. And we've had what, – what's up? I thought you forgot the whole spiel there for a second. That I forgot the whole – yeah, I'm yeah, just – You forgot my name on Wednesday for a second. I'm blanking on what on earth happened on Friday. So, anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. I think that that might have been a mis- misfire on Lindsay and I's fault. So I just need to text him after this. That just clicked my mind. If you're wa- if you're watching the YouTube version, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell, drop in the comments. Do you think he freezes recruiting at a championship level? We want to know if you've got if you guys have got some hot t- hot takes. Always drop them in the comments. Tweet at us. Let us know at the like Dylan's about to give you all of our rundown. But let us know what your hot takes are. If you've got questions about Auburn ball, if you got questions about barbecue. We love a good barbecue question. Big fans of that. Uh, if you've got questions about whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza, it doesn't. But whatever you want to ask us, we want to answer it right here on the College Loop. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you soon. I'll let Dylan get us out of here. And, yeah, that's all I got, Dylan. Yep. And I'm Dylan Lark at your boy the Tank on Twitter. That's at Y-A-B-O-I the Tank. Also catch me on the Auburn Daily Show every Monday with Lance Daw and Wednesday with Harrison Tarr. Go check back last week where we reviewed Pro Day on Wednesday. Also, follow the College Loop literally everywhere. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You got Amazon Music and the social media. You got YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. But sadly, no MySpace just yet. And with all that being said, it's been the College Loop Podcast.